Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. We love the work of compassion. We really do. And today we are honored to have a fantastic guest speaker and friend of ours, Tim Robertson, with us. And he's going to be pour into us we know that but compassion we want to give you an update on what we do as a church family so right now we're going to um, also stream to Berry and Colchester so here in Cambridge can we give it up for our other locations hello Berry, Colchester and online it's good to see you hello <laughs> and we're going to talk through what we already do because we do loads with the word compassion through faithful people in this congregation and so we've compassion have kindly put together some slides that we'll be able to look through right now of how many children we sponsor. Yes. Oh, this is good. Smooth. Beautiful wives. Hey. Wow. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question. Me? Yes. Okay. And it's not, will you marry me? <laughs> We've done that already. Um, have you ever been out to Kenya by any chance? didn't prepare this. No, we didn't. We have. We've um, been out twice with some of you guys in here, and we have been able to meet some of... So Compassion, if you don't know who Compassion are, are a child sponsorship charity, and they work across the whole world. But we as a church are able to partner specifically with Kenya, so that if ever we want to connect together like we did a few years ago and go out and help and meet our sponsored children, we get to do that. So Yeah, yeah. so we had the privilege of going out to Kenya just before... 2020 and 2019, didn't we? When yeah. travel was a bit more normal. Um, and uh, we sponsor two children. And we it's amazing to look at this because we sponsor... Oh, it's gone. Uh, there you go. We sponsor now. We started with one child who was in the 5 to 12 age bracket. Now we sponsor... So we're in that secondary bracket and we're in that primary bracket. And it's so cool to follow the journey and see how much that actually compassion benefit these children that you're sponsoring. And it really grows and develops them and when we get to go out there we've actually get to meet some graduates and that's one of my favorite bits of the trip when you do it and to see these people who've come through the whole program the whole way through and then their heart and their desire isn't to like just disappear and go go and just live like this life away they want to then input back because of the amazing word that compassion sowed into their life they they're talking about how can they transform their communities how can they transform where they've been from and what an incredible vision that is to actually see growth and change in their situation. So we love the work of compassion. Hey, look at this. This is all the sponsor children. Yeah, fantastic. It's not quite all of them. Because what we don't know is if any of you sponsor compassion children in the church, and we uh, and you've not done it through C3 so on a Sunday, then we have no idea whether you sponsor the children. So. Come tell us, because we'd love to know if you're sponsoring Compassion Children. We don't have you on our database. Amazing. Come on, let's look at some of those stats. What's the stats slide? This is what we have done as a church for you guys in here who sponsor, which is incredible. Come on, look at all those meals. 95,000 hours. It's amazing. Fantastic. It's amazing. amazing. Have we got the next slide? Come on. Wow. Fantastic. One more, I think there is. I love this. So letters 
that have been sent, we've done 20% more letters to our sponsor kids, which is awesome. And something we love about Compassion is that it's not a, um, we're just giving money and, and doing that or going and working on a project and going in and then leaving, but actually it's all about relationship. And so our um, the kids that we get to sponsor are, they send us letters and they're literally like, I am praying for your child as he starts school. Yeah. I am praying for, and they they bless us in so yeah. many ways that actually we, we don't even get to bless them. And so I love that. It's all about equipping them, getting them resourced, educated, nutritious, so that they can then make a change in the place that they live. And that's what I really like about the work of Compassion. Yeah, it's so good. It's brilliant. Right now we're going to be introduced by, introduced, welcomed by Mia. Let's give it up for Mia. Mia's part of our church family here in Cambridge. And Mia got to come, when was it? 2019? 2019, yeah. Got to come to Kenya. And so I just scrolled my phone. I didn't prepare you for the photos. I hope they're all right. I literally just um, saw these like five minutes before the Of service. you with, your, with some of your sponsor kids. Come on, in the home. Tell us something about what it means for you to be a Compassion sponsor. Yeah, I so, I mean, we'd heard about Compassion a few times. I sponsored my child. It was actually sponsored by my family, but we sponsored our child before we went out to Kenya, before there was even a trip. Um, I think we'd always just felt moved by seeing children who needed help, I think that moves a lot of people. But for me, the difference that it made going out and seeing the Compassion Projects in, in progress is that it's so much more than just the money that we give every month. It is really about the relationships that you build with their child and also how that absolutely affects their mindset growing up. And like Josh has shared already, that changes their mindset about who they are and what they can do on the world. And so it becomes a child empowerment process about empowering people that they can make difference in their own world. And it's not just about us. And seeing God move in children's lives, in projects' lives through that is, is incredible. And so I feel even more connected to compassion and to my children and all that kind of stuff from going out and visiting it because the just the impact when you go out there and you see and you hear the people that run the projects talking about it is is much bigger than just the money that we give every month <laughs> Katie just looked at me and said have you got a question <laughs> um, so your sponsored child was when we were out there, it was the life and soul of the party. We actually lost them. Do you yeah. remember? My sponsor child is a twin. Yeah. There's Crever and Trevor. It's great names. Yeah. We took them to a zoo and they just they just ran off. They got so excited. We found them again. Don't worry. We did. We did. Find them. Just, I was know. worried for a minute yeah. there, um, but we did. We did find them because they just ran off through the zoo and they were having yeah. a great time. Also, do you remember at the lunch they they got really excited with all the food and put what they thought was ketchup on and it was chili sauce. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't eat any of it, and he nearly cried because he thought he was going to lose all his food. And we were like, no, it's fine, we'll just get you another plate. But yeah, we had some great time. They were fun, weren't they? It was good fun. Thank you, Mia. No worries, all good. Amazing. <laughs> We've probably said, we could, we could say more, but time is gone. We are going to introduce today's guest speaker who works for Compassion. He's also planted many churches around the world. And he is someone who is a wise man. I've called him at times where I've just needed a bit of wisdom. And so I'm believing today he's going to impart something into us of wisdom as well as championing compassion. So let's stand to our feet. Come on, church. Let's do it in all sides as we give it up for Tim Robertson. Come on. Thank you. 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 
You know, Compassion is an international child development organization. We're working in 27 developing nations around Africa, Asia, Central and South America. 2.2 million children are already registered. And, uh, you know, I want to say a big thank you to the C3 Church. And uh, you just, you're changing lives. You wouldn't believe what you're doing. You really wouldn't. Uh, I, I've, I've got three kids of my own. I've got two grandchildren. Hard to believe looking at me, isn't it? But I've also got... Uh, okay, and not enough surprise there. Okay, and I've got, another, uh, I've got another grandchild on the way. I want my grandchildren to have the best opportunity. Don't you want that for your kids? Well, why shouldn't we want that for children around the world who are facing the challenges of poverty? We can make that happen. We can give them a hope and a future. And thank you for what you're already doing when it comes to uh, changing lives in children, uh, in particularly in Kenya and some other countries as well. And uh, thank God. You know, here's a young lady called Mariam. She's coming towards the end of her uh, journey with Compassion. But thanks to uh, Compassion's ministry uh, in her life and the local church, because we only work through the local church, her life is going to be changed forever. And she's set on a great course of hope and opportunity. And we got a little boy called Moses here as well. And he's kind of just really starting out, I guess. And I'm going to talk about Moses, uh, another Moses in just a minute. But you're going to love this one. And you're all going to be wanting to, to sponsor this child. But uh, I found in the pile of children that we had, a little boy called Big Show. How about that? Big Show! I love it. Do you think that when he was born, it was like God was so proud of, of this little boy that uh, trumpets were blaring, angels were jumping up and down, you know, fanfares and everything, because Big Show had arrived. <laughs> Who knows what Big Show is going to do in life when somebody gets hold of him and makes a difference in his situation. So my name's Tim, married to one wife, three kids, three grandchildren, and uh, uh, I get the privilege of working uh, with these children, speaking up for children who don't have a voice of their own. Defend the cause of the poor and the needy, the word says. Speak up for those who don't have a voice. And that's what I want to do today. If you've got a Bible, turn to Exodus chapter 2. And um, in fact, we'll uh, uh, just comment on one verse from here. Exodus chapter 2, 1 to 10, I think it is. And it's going to come up on the screen, I believe, I think. And uh, verse 6, this is all about Moses, you know, when he was born, Okay. And verse 6 in the authorized version, wow, that's going back a little bit, isn't it? But it says this, and when she had opened it, that's the basket that was in the, amongst the reeds, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. Cool, this is some old English, isn't it? And she had compassion 
on him. This is the princess of Egypt. She had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Do you know, if you've never read this Bible story before, you probably will have heard of it through uh, the Prince of Egypt film or the stage show. It's an incredible story of deliverance from captivity and the creation of a nation, and it centers around this guy called Moses. It's a picture of God's plan of salvation demonstrated through his love for mankind to bring people out of the slavery of sin into the family of God through his son, the Lord Jesus. Aren't you glad that God has brought you out of slavery, out of uh, death and uh, hopelessness into a place of life and, uh, you know, future and hope? Uh, Thank God for what he's done for us. So let's give some context. Back in chapter one, Pharaoh is concerned about the rise of the Hebrew people in his land and the fear of being outnumbered. So he says to his advisors, we've got to keep them down. Let's make them slaves. Let's take away their freedom. And it says that Pharaoh made their lives bitter. He was ruthless with them. And he also wanted to control their numbers. So whenever a a male child was born, they would be killed and they would be thrown into the Nile. These were terrible times. Uh, And uh, can you imagine the fear and the pain that was going on amongst the Hebrew people at that time? uh, Just just fear of what was going to happen, much like the the fear, I guess, and the the cry of those living in the Ukraine and other war-torn countries around the world right now. uh, As many are displaced, thousands of refugees and hundreds killed, including young children. Times haven't changed really, have they? And we've seen these things over and over again in history. And into this situation, a young boy is born, and his name is Moses. And he was born into slavery with a death sentence upon his head. Now, what chance did little Moses have? What hope was there for him? You see, this was his people, and the oppressor was out to get him. He was born into the wrong postcode. You see, Moses was born into the GO postcode. That's Goshen. Not TH postcode, which is Thebes, where Pharaoh lived, okay? He was born into the wrong postcode. You know, a person's opportunity and lifestyle and fate are very often linked to the postcode that they're born into, or even the area, or even the country as well that they're born into. Can I tell you, church, that there are currently 370 million people, million children, actually, in our world today who have been born into a postcode of poverty, and injustice, and exploitation, and abuse, and suffering. And they are in their Goshen, as it were, with no hope of getting to Thebes. There are children who are caught up in forced labor, just as the, uh, the Hebrews were, uh, you know, uh, made slaves and made to make bricks without straw. Children working 16 hours of a day uh, in bonded labor, bonded debt, because it's a debt that's been handed down through the generations and they can never escape it. And so young children are not in school because they're working hard to pay back a loan that they can never pay back. Children who are child soldiers in civil wars in their country, children who face sexual exploitation as well as all the challenges of not having food security and clean water and access to education and health care. And just as there was a death sentence over Moses' head, so too for many today, there's a death sentence over theirs because they won't reach their first birthday because of disease, of poor sanitation, of uh, filthy water, of lack of good diet and healthcare resource, which will impact infant mortality. If you think about it, something like 35 children per 1,000 live births 
in Kenya. 35 children die. Here, it's about uh, three or four. Now, that's still terrible, but can you see the disparity? And that's all down to the healthcare provision and uh, the lack of antenatal, postnatal care and delivery and all that kind of thing. And so, wow, we've been born into the right postcode. Thank God for the privilege of what, uh, you know, what we have in life. For so many mums, they cannot protect their children because of a lack of resource so to be able to protect their child. And that's the disparity for those who live in the wrong postcode. Going back to Moses, I love the spirit of Jochebed, his mum, who said, you're not having my child. You're not having my little Moses. He's mine. And so she takes a basket and she makes it waterproof and she places this little three-month-old child into the basket and she puts the basket in amongst the bulrushes and the reeds in the River Nile. And she tells her daughter, uh, Miriam, and uh, we had Mariam just now, didn't we, here Maybe a young lady like this, nearly Miriam, Mariam. And uh, she tells her young uh, daughter, Miriam, just to, take a, uh, uh, to stay close and to watch what happens and, and, uh, uh, and, and to see what would happen to this little boy. Listen, church, don't let the enemy take from you what God has put in your heart, what he's put into your hands. Too often we give it up without a fight. Too often we let go of uh, what God has, has given to us because it's too much hard work or it, it, it didn't work out or something went wrong or we were criticized or whatever. Don't let the enemy take from you what God has placed in your heart. Nurture that thing. Nurture that, uh, that purpose. Nurture that gift, that talent. Exercise your gifts because who knows when the time is right, God will use it in his plan of bringing salvation to others. Well, what faith she exhibits. She knows she's got to do something. And what a risk she takes by putting this baby into a crocodile-infested river. But you know what? Jochebed had heard the stories of God, uh, that he was a faithful God, and that God was about to display his faithfulness and implement his plan of rescue. I don't know what's going in your life today, but can I tell you and underline the fact that God is faithful he knows what he's doing. He is the author and he's the finisher of your faith. So everything in between, no matter what it is, the good, the bad, the ugly, he, he knows about, he understands. He's the God who sees, he's the God who hears, he cares about you. He is a faithful God and he's not let you go. You say, God, where are you? He's there. He knows what he's doing, but he's just allowing stuff to, to happen in your life, to test your heart and to see, will you stay faithful to him? Will you hold on to him no matter what? So Miriam is watching and verse five says that Pharaoh's daughter came down to the river to bathe and her attendants were walking along the riverbank, probably trying to spot a, a safe place uh, to bathe in, where the crocodiles weren't. And that's when she saw the basket and she tells her servants to bring it to her. Now here's an interesting thing. You see, Jochebed, would have put the basket in the Nile, and I guess it would have been fairly close to where she lived. The question is, and go with me on this, theologians, the question is this, why would the princess be walking in that area? It was well out of her TH postcode, okay? So it wasn't safe for her. It was dangerous for her to be there. And why on earth would she want to bathe in that part of the river where the Hebrews bathed, where they washed their clothes and probably their goats and cattle wandered around in as well? You see, this would be downstream from the palace. And the Hebrews would bathe in the dirty water of the Egyptians, not the other way around. The only thing that I can think of is this, that somehow, somehow, the basket moved upstream. The basket moved upstream. Now, what was the somehow? I believe that the somehow was God. 
that somehow was God. You see, he moved it against the tide. He moved it against the current. He moved it against the expectation of what was the norm. And, uh, you know, he's very good at taking that which is downstream in the eyes of the world and moving them upstream and uh, bringing hope and change and transformation into those lives. 1 Samuel 2 verse 8 says this, that he raises the poor from the dust heap and he lifts the needy from the ash heap and he seats them among princes and he bestows on them a throne of honor. I like that. I like that God is for the poor, for the needy, for the marginalized, for the, for the disenfranchised, for those who are on the wrong side of justice, for those who live in the wrong postcode. I love the fact that God is in the business of moving people upstream. Now, you may be at the bottom of the pile. You may feel that life has not served you well. Perhaps you feel like you are in a place of containment or you're downstream or like there's a sentence over your life, a sentence over your life, maybe... There's words that have been spoken over you, a real sentence over your life that says you're never going to move out of where you're at, at where you're at. You're never going to move upstream. Things are never going to change. This is it. This is what it's like for you. You're never going to change. But I want to speak hope and faith and life and transformation into you today that God's not forgotten you, that God sees you and he wants you for himself and he's in the business of turning lives around and bringing hope and wholeness. And when he does that, it's not just for you. But it's for those around you as well, as we will see with Moses. Well, Pharaoh's daughter tells the servants to bring the basket. But what attracted her first of all? And what did she do that we can learn from her actions? You see, God was going to use her, uh, this young woman, in his purposes. And he wants to use us in his purpose of lifting children and seeing them released from poverty, young people out of their circumstances into a better future. Here's a few things that I want to share with you very briefly this morning. Here's number one. She heard the baby crying. She heard the baby crying. I want to ask you this morning, will you hear the cry of the poor and the broken? Will you open your ears to that which may not be comfortable, but is crucial that we do? You see, the word says in Proverbs 21, 13, that if a man uh, shuts his ear to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. Wow, that's a bit of a a straight talking verse, isn't it? I, I don't like those verses. Uh, Katie, I like verses like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. You know, I, I, I like verses like, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a Nathan Blackaby verse, that is. Shout out to Nathan in Colchester today. Good to have you guys joining us and Barry as well and those online. You know, maybe you're all thinking of your favorite verse uh, of scripture and uh, you love to quote it but then God throws in this verse if a man shuts his ear to the cry of the poor he too will cry out and not be answered that's a bit tough God don't you love me don't you want to bless me don't you want to give me good things aren't you my loving father yes I do but I want you to understand my heart I want you to get into the pattern of of what this is all about that uh, you know my heart is for those who are oppressed those who are exploited in uh, Isaiah 58, he, he says, you know, you, you exploit your workers, you climb over the backs of the poor because you're greedy for gain. Is not this the kind of fast that I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, and, and not to send the stranger away. Then your light will rise, then your healing will come. He says to those who say, you know, you don't care about us, God. Wow, he just wants us to understand and hear the cry of the poor even as he does here's the second thing she saw a baby not a deliverer 
She saw a baby, not a deliverer. The very means of delivering the people out of captivity was in her hands. But all she could see, this princess was a baby. It's like suddenly she's got this accessory. Oh, I want one of those, you know? And she's got this little baby on her arm. She's thinking, this is great. But she couldn't see that this was the deliverer of God's people. And I love that Jesus came as a baby. In fact, there was a death sentence over his head as well with another mad king who was trying to kill him as well. And uh, King Herod. But he came small and vulnerable and yet he would be the savior of the world. They didn't know what was in their hands at that time. Some of you invest in a child already. Thank you so much for what you do. What do you see? Is it just a picture of a child on your fridge, on your sideboard? Do you think, oh, aren't they cute? You know, isn't it nice? We'll write a little letter and all the rest of it. Or do you see a future leader? Do you see a marketplace leader, a business person, somebody who's investing in other lives, a, a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a great father, a great mother, a politician in the country? We've got them all. I tell you, our kids don't just, you know, have a nice time in the project and in the church. They grow up to be something that is going to change other lives in their nation. They are the movers and the shakers. They are the change makers in their nations. And we uh, are so excited by all that we see. Josh talked about seeing the graduates, and that's who they are. They've made something, and they've been empowered now to be released into the world. What do you see? A small helpless child, or do you see God's greater purpose in their life, that they're heading upstream to become all that he wants them to be? Who knows what Big Show could become? I'm looking forward to hearing all about Big Show. Somebody's, who wants Big Show? There's going to be a rush, I know, at the end. Okay. Here's, here's another one. She identified a child at risk. You see, she, uh, she recognized the baby as a Hebrew child, and probably she should have handed him over, but she was smitten. And I'm praying that today God will connect your heart with one of these precious children and there'll be an opportunity in a moment to, to take one from the connecting or, or to go to the, uh, the stand out there and uh, look at the children there and find a child. I'm praying that God will connect your heart so that they can escape the circumstances that are against them. You know, young girls subject to abuse, exploitation, early marriage, pregnancy. It's keeping them out of school. And it's the girls that are going to change their nation. It really is. So if we can get them an education, then they can get a qualification. If they get a qualification, then they can get a job. If they can get a job, then they can get money. If they can get money, they can get spending power. If they've got spending power, then they've got a voice. And they can begin to change their community and their circumstances. Instead of having a baby at the age of 12 and another one at the age of 14 and HIV at the age of 16 and dying at the age of 18 because they can't get antiretrovirals. That's the reality. Wow. We could change your life. You could change Mariam's life. You could change any of these children's lives today. 28 pounds a month. That's a, a gym membership. It's a few visits to Starbucks cafeteria. It, you know, you, you can change your life and invest in a leader. Here's another one. She asked someone to nurse him. Quick as a flash, Miriam jumps up and says, I know someone who could look after the baby. So she goes and gets her mum, Jochebed. Jochebed, how cool is that? You see, uh, mum gets to look after the baby again. In compassion, we're not in the business of taking children away into a home. We want to establish them and bring stability into that family and empower and equip the family to become all that God wants them to be. Uh, the local church will teach them parenting, home management skills, bringing stability into that family. Here's another one. She paid for his care and support. Incredible. Jochebed gets her child back, and not only that, but somebody carries the burden of finance. 
Is that the first child sponsorship? I don't know. All right, I'm pushing it. Okay, maybe not. But I wonder if that was. Uh, you see, when you sponsor a child, you get to invest in their needs, their health, their education, their social, emotional support, and best of all, introducing them to Jesus. You see, many of the kids that you sponsored back in 2019 when I first came, many of them will have come to know Jesus. And many of their families will have come to the, to the Lord as well. And the church would have grown. You see, we're building kingdom here, not just changing a child's life. We're, we're impacting families and communities and nations because of that one thing that you can do. Uh, and that sponsorship of £28 a month will lift the burden of care and will spill over into the lives of the other siblings as well. Here's another one. She took him from a river to a palace. Do you know, later as Moses got a bit older... He went to live in the palace of Pharaoh. Acts chapter 7 verse 22 says this, that Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and in action. Can you see this boy moving upstream? One minute there was a sentence of death over his life. He's in a crocodile infested river, but now he's in a palace and he's getting an education and he's growing and developing Because God is positioning him to do something absolutely awesome and amazing. Wow, each of our kids, these children, are going to have a hope and a future because somebody is investing in their lives. Well, look, I want to show you a little video right now. uh, And uh, it just shows some of our graduates. And I'm going to come back, share one or two more things. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, are you ready for me to ask you this morning to make a difference to a child? Let's roll the video and uh, share this together. given week will go at least for three days without food. The friends that I played with in the neighborhood got captured and was being trained to become child soldiers. We would beg our parents just to buy one apple, but even the rotten ones we could not afford to buy. In a period of 18 months, I lost my small brother Patrick, my mom, and I lost my stepdad because of the terrifying disease of HIV AIDS. When my mother died, I was lost. I was looking for hope, for God to just show me that everything was going to be okay. Not knowing what tomorrow will look like, not knowing whether I would have a home, whether we would live to see the next day. I don't know why Aaron Mitchell decided to sponsor me, but when he did, my whole life changed. A group of people from Compassion showed up at my church. They said, you're gonna go to school, and then somebody's going to write to you. I don't have to worry about whether my parents would have enough money to keep me going to school. Even if I get sick, someone was there to take care of me. I felt safe, I felt wanted. My sponsor is Edwin Bunny. Maria and Hanshu. Aaron Mitchell. Five women from a Lutheran church that were sponsoring me. I am now a physical therapist and I'm working in a hospital. Clinical social worker. I was the first child in my family to go to high school, to go to college. I have a bachelor and a master in, in, in biomedical engineering, a second master in engineering management, and uh, they called me into ministry, so I had to go and get a third master. I have a ministry called Youth Arise Africa that works with boys who don't have father figures. We opened a small school. It's now providing the same opportunity that Compassion provided to me so that they too 
can break out of the cycle of poverty. Whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. You do for me. You did for me. You did it for me. Sponsor a child today to break the cycle of poverty in a child's life, like my sponsor did for me. Come on, let's give it up for those young people. Moving upstream, moving upstream. I've got a couple of CSEs. This guy's got three masters. Incredible, isn't it? What, what God can do in people's lives if they only have that opportunity. Do you know, um, the last thing about Moses is this, that um, he was able, because of her love and support, he changed the history of the world. They saw that he was no ordinary child. None of these kids are ordinary children. He became the deliverer of the Hebrew people. He took them, Exodus, out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, the wilderness, right through to the Promised Land. Well, God moved him upstream for a purpose. The thing about Moses, his name means to draw out because she drew him out of the water. And I'm asking today, will you draw out a child? Will you draw out one of these precious kids and lift them up and give them a hope and a future. I want us just to pray right now. Would you close your eyes? The Connect team are going to be around. And I'm going to ask, would you do that? Would you invest in a child today? It's 28 pounds a month. You can, uh, you know, all kinds of ways that you can do that. And I'll explain that in just a moment. But right now, if God is touching your heart, you say, hey, I don't care. It's just a child. I'm going to raise my hand and team are just going to move around and put a child into your hand. If that's you this morning, would you just do that right now? I'm uh, raising my hand today and saying, yes, I'm going to invest in a child. Maybe you already sponsor a child. Well, there's opportunity for another one as well. I know the cost of living crisis. I know the challenges that there are. I know the situation. So never be under pressure. Maybe this is something you can do you know, as a group or a couple of people, I don't know, but uh, 187 children already sponsored in this church. That's phenomenal. And around the locations as well, Colchester and Berry, thank you so much. But right now, uh, in your location, just raise your hand if you want to sponsor a child. You may want to just come to the stand and look through some of the children. Maybe there's a name that will spring out to you or an age or a birthday or something like that. But you can sponsor and invest in a child today. If you want Big Show, then, well, Big Show's here. And it'll be the first person to get Big Show, I guess. But uh, uh, we'll be out in the stand afterwards. Come and see us. And we want to help you make a difference to a child. Father, would you bless this church? Thank you for their generosity. Thank you for the way that they are just serving you in so many different ways, reaching out to the poor and to the needy. God, today is another opportunity. And I pray, God, that you would just speak into every heart and life in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you are an existing sponsor and you didn't sponsor through C3, then a QR code is going to come up. Not this one, because you can sponsor children through that one. But there's this one, and you can connect to your child, to C3 Church Record as well, if that's you. So God bless you. Thank you so much. See you again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. 
Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.